Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. You know there's still a strike going on with United Auto Workers, right? And it has no end in sight. None. You now afford looking at the UAW and saying, um, how about we put an end to this nonsense? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. You've got Bill Ford, executive chairman said the high labor costs could limit spending to develop new vehicles and invest in factories. Quote, it's the absolute lifeblood of our company. And if we lose it, we lose to the competition. America loses. Many jobs will be lost. Ford has 57,000 United Auto Workers, 46,000 at GM, 43,000 at Stellantis. Many of our competitors, Ford says, moves jo- move jobs to Mexico as we added jobs here in the United States. This is how you know that things are not good. Telling, uh, telling United Auto Workers point blank, look, we're going to stay in business. It's just a question of where. And everyone's going to be mad at us for offshoring this and offshoring that. You guys are ridiculous. We can't do what we can't do. It's over, Johnny. Let's make a deal. I have no idea if a deal will be made. None. Less than none. Um, I know that uh, this is pretty interesting for the chairman of Ford to come out this directly and, and speak. But the, 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 the lockout moment seems to be on its way. It seems that uh, Sean Fain's approach, which was novel for sure, go after all three, don't just pick one, start doing small uh, uh, walkouts here and there, engage uh, the the parts distribution, uh, and and don't have that going, then go after the truck plant in Louisville. It it was. It was, okay, how is this going to work? Doesn't seem to have. And I don't know what the take is from UAW rank and file on Sean Fain, who's uh, the president of the United Auto Workers, but he comes across as such a yutz. The guy, he comes across as the guy who got picked last for kickball. His Eat the Rich t shirt. What, what kind of AOC inspired nonsense is this? You'll meet with Biden, of course, but uh, you don't want to see Trump. Do you not understand the people who work for you? Who work there? Uh, who you represent? Maybe that's a better way to say it as opposed to work for you. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Well, here you are now. Here it is all right now, as easy as can, can be. Uh, you don't have a deal. And I don't know if you're going to have a deal. 
And I'm curious as to how long the rank and file is going to enjoy being out. Because the next steps have got to be everybody's walking, right? That's got to come sooner rather than later, one would think. And what happens when you don't get half of what you said you were going for and all the strike was for naught? We need to come together, said Ford, to bring an end to this acrimonious round of talks. Okay. We'll find out soon enough. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The conversation of refugees has come up a lot. These people in Gaza... Shouldn't we be taking them in? And, of course, a fight has erupted over it. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Uh, this fight really uh, is is a, a DeSantis point of view and a Nikki Haley point of view. Why Haley went down this road is kind of fascinating to me. But it starts from a, a place of Gaza is awful and people want out. Where should they go? We can agree on two things. Gaza is awful and people want out. Just the sheer recognition of this, that Gaza is awful and people want out, should also lead to a clear argument that Hamas is a terrible group. They are ISIS, Hamisis. They are murderers. They are abusers. They don't care about running water. They don't care about sanitation. They don't build hospitals. They only want to kill Jews. Who would want to live under that despotic rule? So you will not find me surprised... You will not see find any surprise in me that people would want out. The question is, what would happen if that were to take place? Well, that puts us in a very, very um, vulnerable position. And no, I'm not talking about what it would do to the country. I'm talking about the first part. What a discussion would actually look like. The honesty that's required. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. First, Nikki Haley speaking to Jake Tapper on CNN about this subject. What was your response when you heard what Governor DeSantis said? You know, I dealt with this every day for two years. And, you know, what I can tell you is you have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and Palestinians, um, you know, all of them don't. You've got half of them at the time that I was there didn't want to be under Hamas's rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. You had the other half that supported Hamas and wanted to be a part of that. We see that with Iran, too. The Iranian people don't want to be under that Iranian regime. They don't. We saw what happened to Masa Amini. We saw how they treat them. 
there are so many of these people who want to be free from this terrorist rule. They want to be free from all of that. And America's always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. And that's what we have to do. The problem with this, and I believe Nikki Haley is going to get really, really abused in, in polling because of this. Can you really separate in Gaza people who are terrorist-leaning and people who aren't? Maybe said differently. People who are anti-Semitic-leaning and people who aren't. This has been the Ron DeSantis arguments. Listen. My position is very clear. As the first presidential candidate say, no Gaza refugees, period. We're just not going to do it. And why? Because we don't want to import the pathologies from the Gaza Strip and other places in the Middle East to the United States of America. They are taught to hate Jews. They are taught that Israel has no right to exist. The textbooks that they use don't even have Israel on the map at all. And so this is just endemic to their culture. It's a really toxic culture that's developed. So there's no reason to be importing that into the United States. And the idea that we can kind of separate like a terrorist from some, someone that may be a freedom lover, that just doesn't work. Uh, so, so we will not do that uh, when I'm president. He is making not a vicious argument, but a sound one. What kids are taught, what these generations have been taught, will not be untaught so easily. That is not something to import into the United States. After all, don't we have enough of it on college campuses? Exactly how much Jew hate am I supposed to have to explain to my kids? Yes, I know, I know that if 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 uh, these attacks had happened to people who are gay, it would be nonstop news coverage and we would be screaming and yelling, but it happened to Jews and people don't actually care. Have a good day at school. One cannot deny reality. That America does have a place for refugees, but America is allowed to ask, wait a second, what is it that we are bringing in? Our decency should not be our downfall. As has often been discussed, the Constitution is not a suicide pact. And this is where I believe Ron DeSantis is right and Nikki Haley is clearly wrong. But no one could be more clearly wrong than Representative Ocasio-Cortez being asked by Abby Phillips on CNN to comment on Ron DeSantis' statement regarding Palestinians, quote-unquote, coming to the United States. I wonder for you, does, is he touching on something that, uh, that is perhaps real here? Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza? I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. And I also want to address something very specific about what uh, Governor DeSantis said when he said, quote unquote, all Gazans are anti-Semitic how incredibly destructive and dangerous that rhetoric is. We just had a six-year-old boy stabbed 26 times this morning because of rhetoric like that. And it is dangerous, it is unacceptable, 
It is reckless, and no leader in the United States of America should be amplifying a message like that. Well, this is untrue. This six-year-old that got stabbed to death, which is a horrific story out of Illinois, by his landlord, who kept hearing about a day of jihad and thought that his Muslim tenants were somehow in on it. That is a far cry from noting what it is that is taught throughout Gaza to these kids and adults. And we should also note that King Abdullah has already said no. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. They won't take refugees. The quote being, said King uh, Abdullah of Jordan, he was uh, there finishing up a meeting with uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz uh, in Berlin, quote, that is a red line because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt, and no refugees in the United States. No. To not acknowledge what is on the ground and tell the U.S. to just deal with it because, after all, we have to be nice. No part of that is nice. No part of taking in uh, people in, in Gaza is, is better for you, uh, children in the United States, adults in the United States, women in the United States. It isn't better. This is, this is a generational issue. And they are going to need a generation of self-rule to start working it out. You do not solve the problem overnight. And you do not solve the problem by saying, we will turn a blind eye to what we know to be true. And what we know to be true is way too many people in Gaza have been taught to hate Jews and hate Israel. That's not somebody you bring into the United States. My gosh, that's not somebody you allow on a college campus. They don't know that down in Bloomington. Uh, But don't worry, we'll keep talking about it. Oh, it can always get worse. You don't think it can get worse in Russia after Putin? Oh, I most certainly assure you, it can get far worse. You don't think it can get worse in Washington, D.C. with Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? Mike Barnacle, Mm. we may be about five hours away from the Republican Party selecting a guy that conspired to overthrow the American government. Well, if Joe Scarborough is this angry about it, I say, bring on Jim Jordan. Holy cow. Conspired to bring down, the overthrow the American government. See, that's, that's the difference. Jim Jordan conspired, but Bernie Sanders does it out in the open. What? No? Too soon? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Jim Jordan may have gotten this done. He may have 217 votes. And there are people discussing that there was a lot of grassroots support for for Jim Jordan. A lot of phone calls to members of Congress. A lot of melting the phones. Melting the phones! Maybe. Maybe. 
But I have uh, been doing this a good long time. And I want to say for the record, so have you. We have been doing this for a good long time. I have no idea if the search for speaker is over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Senator Busarski was not wrong. When it happens, then I'll know it's done. I don't believe it done yet. Three days ago. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he does. And by the way, some people who have been very, very questioning of Jordan have publicly said, I'm going to support him for speaker. Is this because of pressure from grassroots? Or is this from a, guys, we need a speaker. What are, what are we doing here? You realize that getting rid of McCarthy was was ridiculous. And I love the people saying, oh, McCarthy was just terrible. McCarthy wasn't just terrible. Um, if Joe Scarborough opposed Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy was just fine. Anytime Joe Scarborough says, do this, you should immediately... With an emphasis on the... I'll see when the vote happens. Then I'll see what happens. Now, some people want to say this is going to ensure that Democrats take back the House. Guys, there was a 60% chance Democrats were going to take back the House anyway. And I have no idea what's going to happen in a general election. I don't. I don't. I have no idea how people are going to see the war in Israel, which I know people are calling it conflict. It's not a conflict. It's a war. It's a war against the despicable ideology of Hamas, which is ISIS. We'll just call it Hamasis. It's a war against Iran's supporting of terrorism. It's a war for survival for the Israelis, and I personally hope they win it. Not a conflict. It is what it is. As for the speaker, I don't know if spending's going to go down. I don't know if D.C. is going to work better. I have no idea. But get it done today and let's move on. Let's just... That's as good as I can give you. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I am not a fan of Rabbi Dennis Sasso. By extension, only based on public commentaries and no personal interactions, I am not a fan of Rabbi Sandy Sasso. Who are they? Uh, They are the rabbis, now emeritus, the married couple. At Congregation Bethel Zedek in Indianapolis. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Actually, when I first got to Indianapolis, um, that's the synagogue I, I joined. Uh, they had a Hebrew school. be good for the, for the, for the kids. And, and what I learned is no. Because the 
progressive streak was more front and center than a Jewish streak. The politics reign supreme, and you can actually go through uh, articles, whether it be the Indy Star or other places, written by either Rabbi Dennis Sasso or Rabbi Sandy Sasso, all about Mike Pence, all about Rifra. Sandy Sasso actually spoke at the Women's March in Indianapolis and said, we're not going back to the days where a man had to sign for a woman to get a credit card. And I said, I don't know what she's even talking about, but we're done giving these people our respect. Change synagogues. I have had no interactions with with them except maybe once a hello and as a matter of fact I can picture one event where I said yeah I'm not even going to get near them I don't want the conversation things to get said because I found their leadership to be wanting very very wanting because if a rabbi or any faith leader is leading from their political ideology and not from faith well then what are they So I was certainly surprised to learn that Dennis and Sandy Sasso, writing over at the timesofisrael.com, timesofisrael.com, we were wrong. We naively believed that in America in the 21st century, anti-Semitism was declining and was limited to some right-wing fanatics. But we were wrong, they write. Yes, You were, and I find it very respectable that you would admit such a thing, just like I found it respectable when Rabbi Sandy Sasso admitted that the Women's March was not something she should be a part of. But the article, the piece, does not address aggressively enough in any way the reality of the situation, although it does shed light on the fact that we sided with people for all sorts of of causes. We have stood along many on the left in outrage against racism, homophobia, she writes, misogyny, Islamophobia, and xenophobia. And so it is painful and surprising that there are few who will still stand at our side against terrorist attacks on Jews. Why is this surprising? You stood with people based on an ideology that hates you. There is a video of of a Jewish student at University of Berkeley, uh, University of California, Berkeley, in in half tears in front of uh, a couple of deans. We're, we're getting attacked on campus. Why aren't you speaking out? Why aren't you doing anything? You went to Berkeley. You didn't know that all those liberals hated you. You didn't know that the Democratic Party hates you? You didn't know that the left hates Jews? The answer is no, they didn't. Because they were all leftists, and they were all Jews, and they had no idea that the world actually said, my God, look at these useful idiots. There's a Berkeley professor who wrote an article, an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal. I'll make sure it's up at TonyCats.com. Do not hire my anti-Semitic students. Everybody knows the, the, the deal. Everybody who had their eyes open. 
Sandy and Dennis Sasso write at the end of this piece, it is time for Americans in the West to confront the legacy of anti-Semitism, even as we reckon with the history of an inexcusable bigotries against other peoples. And this is where, again, I must say, you missed the mark. Inexcusable bigotries. We're not having a conversation about slavery here. We're not having a conversation about fire hoses here. There's a place for that conversation. But you can't stop yourself. And I should say that Dennis and Sandy Sasso are emblematic of liberal Jews in America who can't figure out that that thing that, kind, that, that you pretend moves you is the thing that will get you killed. It is time for focus. You're under attack. Now, what did you tell your congregants? Because they are under attack. And the people you thought you were friends, you are absolutely correct. They have never been your friends. They were users. I'm sorry you didn't know it. I've only been trying to tell you for nine years, but you do know it now. And okay, let's start from there. What is your plan? to say we have to confront the legacy of anti-Semitism? We have to confront Hamas. We have to confront the people who want us dead. And that is done by buying guns, buying ammo, and getting trained. That should have been in your argument, Rabbi and Rabbi Sasso. You still have a long way to go. But I'm right here if you want to talk.